1 Corinthians 4.15 As though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have you not many fathers in Christ Jesus. I have begotten you through the gospel. Paul is telling us here that you have 10,000 instructors but we have very few fathers. We hope to go through what a father really is today and what it means to have a father in the home. We're going to title this Spiritual Fathers. Being a spiritual father. It also having spiritual parenting. But we will deal with the spiritual fathers today. How many how important it is to be a spiritual father in the home. Proverbs 4, 1 to 2 says, Education is primarily the father's responsibility. In the biblical times, the child was taught at home and was taught by the father what the responsibility is. And we're going to talk about spiritual responsibility. That's the only thing that's going to last is spiritual responsibility. Everything else will fade away, but that will not fade away. And in verse 4, that same chapter in Solomon's teacher says was David. Of course, we know God gave him wisdom, but it says throughout the book of Proverbs many, many times that David was the spiritual father of Solomon. And David taught Solomon spiritual things. What better off you could have for a man that has a heart for God, is known as a man that had a heart for God, David did, to teach his son Solomon about spiritual things concerning the kingdom of God. And it's also Proverbs 6 and 23 says, Reproof of instructions are the way of life. In other words, the father is the one to instruct the home. There was an interview made recently, several people of different nationalities. Why so many young men join the gangs? And here's what they said. No father in the home to discipline them. A child, according to the expert, loves discipline. Ken mentioned that in the Sunday school class, not along that line, but discipline their two-year-old granddaughter. Children has to be disciplined. And it's the father's instruction to do that, to discipline their children. You think it may be cruel now, but when they get out in the workforce, especially when they get married, and that's one of the things that little of us has ever had is instruction on marriage. We grow up in a family and we think this is the way it ought to be, and most of our fathers have not instructed us properly about what it means to get married and what their responsibility is. Proverbs 6, 20, 23 said, The father said to give instructions. It is the father's responsibility of the home to give instructions, spiritual instructions in the home. And we find Abraham, the 17th chapter of Genesis. He is called the father of faith. And the Lord appeared to him and told him, 
said, I want you to circumcise Ishmael and Isaac. One of the hardest things in the world to get rid of when you become a Christian is the flesh. The flesh seems to hang on. And the reason it's so hard to get rid of it, it's very painful. Circumcision of a young child is very painful and it's bloody. But God told Abraham, you circumcise them and every member of your house. And we know he had over 300 members because he took 300 members born of his own household and relieved Lot from four nations that took Lot captivity. So we know he circumcised at least 300. And then God told him, said, you circumcise all that is in your house, those that you have bought, and they're in your house, you to circumcise them also. And what God was telling them, that Abraham is the father of faith, and he's the father of nation. Anybody that you circumcise in your house will be in line of the lineage of the blessings that was put on Abraham, Genesis 13 and Genesis 15. All the blessings that was on Abraham was going to follow that lineage right on down to every member in his household, even those that he had bought and paid for, they would be to. And the Bible tells us in Galatians 3, I believe it's chapter, verse 14, that you and I, through Jesus Christ, receives all the blessings that Abraham had. And you can read them in Genesis, I believe, 3, 13 and 15. So we in the lineage of Jesus Christ, the fathers received the blessings that all that they had because we have been circumcised by the Spirit and in the house of God. So he wants us to do these things to keep his commandments. So the father is very important role in the house of God. And the father's strength, as Brother Ken mentioned this morning, it's very important. As you get older, you get more patience. When you're young, it's a little bit different. You see that among animals when you're trying to train them and grow them up. So the father is very important in the household. So he was act as a father. He was not only a father of his household, he was the father of Lot. When Lot got captive, took him in captivity, Abraham went as a father and delivered him. As he went back to Sodom and Gomorrah, which he shouldn't have went, Abraham as a father of nations prayed and Sodom was on fire. But God delivered Lot because he was of that lineage of that circumcision. And the blessings of God that was on Abraham was going to be on who? going to be on Lot because he was the father of the house. He was the father of nations and his prayers was heard from God as these things. In Ezekiel 37, the vision of the dry bone. And we all know that story very well, but here's something it says in verse 10. So I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came unto them they lived and stood up on their feet, exceedingly great army. All of these men, the exceeding great 
army was men. Back then, women didn't serve in the army. It was a great, mighty army of men. I wonder what would happen to our nations from what I hear. One of the problems of our nation today, according to the experts, there are very few fathers in the home. A father is someone that gives instructions, spiritual instructions. How to pray. We'll get to that in a minute. A father ought to be the leader of prayer in home. They should set the standard of the prayer in home. As Abraham, everywhere Abraham went, he was a nomad. Not only he was, Isaac and Jacob were nomads. They lived in tents. But everywhere they went and they set up their tent, Abraham built an altar. An altar was built out of stone back then, and he made sacrifice unto God as the father of all that was in his camp. That was his responsibility to God to pray for his children. And the Bible said Job had seven sons and three daughters. And there was none like him in all the land. But it said daily, continually, verse 5, chapter 1, Job made sacrifice unto God for his children. What he was doing he was praying unto God for his children on a daily basis. And that was a father's responsibility to pray for his whole family on a daily basis, make prayer for them that God would protect them and, and keep them so as they prayed these things of God. So the great army came up. If you'll notice that he'd already prophesied the bones would come to their bones and flesh come to their flesh. But he had not prophesied the spirit would come into them. Now they have bones and flesh, but they do not have the spirit of the almighty God. So he has to prophesy. And I would say to the family today, it's the fathers of the house, you ought to plead with God to fill your family with the Spirit of God. That's the father's responsibility, to pray and lead in prayer. To pray. As Ezekiel was prophesied over this group of army, that life would come unto them. And as he prophesied, it came unto them. And as is Israel... The Spirit of the Lord one day will return back to them mightily and revive them back to their original position. Genesis 2 and 7 said Adam was first formed physically. Then after that, God breathed into him the breath of life. And that's what happened to the dry bones. When he prophesied, they had physical being, but they didn't have life. So he prophesied again, and they had life. And David had men, the Bible said in the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 12, he had 50,000 men that knew how to keep rank. They knew how to live. They knew how to act. They knew how to stand firm in warfare. I don't know whether you know it or not, but we are in a spiritual warfare. I want to encourage you, don't look at your problems, look at the solution. God has a solution for everything in our lives. He knows what we need before we ever ask for it. So we need to be fathers in our household. And these men, not only that, they knew how to keep drink. The Bible said, 
they also knew the times they was in and what the answer was. We need fathers today in this nation that know the times we're in and know the answers for the household to seek God in these days that we're living in. We're going to see some great and mighty things happen in the kingdom of God. They was praying for a young lady this morning, sort of attached to this church. They found she's got cancer, they think, in her breast. But I want you to know that God is a healer. Amen. This is a great opportunity for God to show his presence and his glory in there for this young lady, even though she don't go to church nowhere. But God is the father of all people. Amen. And if you don't have a father in your house, I want you to know that God is your father. He's the father of orphans. He's the father of the childless. He's the father of all. When the disciples asked him, said to teach us to pray, the first thing Jesus said, our father, which is in heaven. God is our father as much as he was a father to Jesus. He is our heavenly father. He cares for about everything we do. He looks after us. God poured out his spirit upon all of our fathers. God pour out. Now, won't you make that a prayer? God, pour out your spirit upon all fathers that they'll know how to conduct themselves and teach their children the right way of God. It's one thing to teach our children natural ability, but it's another thing to teach them spiritual ability. To have a spiritual father in the house to teach spiritual things. Dr. Tony Evans asked his daughter-in-law, said, how is it to be married to my son? She said, when there's a real father in the house, the woman of the house will flourish. God wants to see fathers in the house teaching spiritual things. Listen to this first concept. 415 again. For though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, have you not many fathers? For in Christ I have begotten you through the gospel. One of the greatest things we as spiritual fathers is to win people to God. It is every father's responsibility to help win people to God. Charles Finney is considered the greatest evangelist that ever lived during his time. They believe he won over 250,000 people to Christ in his lifetime. He was a school teacher, and then he became a lawyer. He was sitting in his lawyer's office one day, and he felt like getting up and going out in the woods to pray. He did, and the Holy Ghost fell on him. He went back to his office and felt the need and urgency to pray again. He prayed and the Holy Ghost fell on him more mightily, more mightily. He decided to get up and go back to where his parents lived, and he went in the home, and he told his dad, I have never heard you pray in the house. You're an old man now, but I have never heard prayer in this house. The old man said, you're right, I am an old man, and I've never prayed in this house. Got down on his knees and his wife and said, why don't you pray for your father and your mother? 
and he prayed for them, and the Holy Ghost fell on them. Spiritual fathers is needed in this world today. Everywhere you go, we need spiritual fathers that understand the times. I'm not familiar with the school system like Diane is. When I was going to school, the worst thing was throwing spitball and running in the hall. But my, what the kids have to put up with today, what they have to go through today, they need spiritual fathers to guide them and help them to understand the crisis that they're in and what they have to deal with every day. When I was a child, we didn't deal with stuff like that. But spiritual fathers today need to take a stand for these kind of things. And the blessings of the Lord will fall on the family when there's real spiritual fathers in the house. And the Bible says, my house shall be called the house of prayer. He, he wasn't talking about this church. He was not talking about any building anywhere. He was talking about this body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. It should be a house of prayer. It should be prayer made continuously. Job made prayer continuously for his children. And David prayed for Solomon continuously. And he asked the Lord to protect Solomon. Said he's young and he's tender. He don't know the way of the Lord. Don't be too strong against children when they make a mistake. It's easy to crush what God has created and not crush ourselves. So let's be tender and gentle like a tender plant and helping them to grow in maturity as they should grow. Proverbs 4 and 1 to 2 again said, Education is primarily the father's responsibility. Proverbs 4, 20 to 23 said, The father is said to be the giver instructor of the home. Spiritual fathers in the house. Dr. James Dobson wrote this. As you all might know, he's a world-famed Christian psychologist. He reminds hurting parents of this. That intercessory prayer is the most effective weapon in combating Satan against your children. If we want to combat Satan against our nations of our children, the greatest weapon that we have, and everybody can participate in that, is prayer. Is to pray. Is to pray. Last Sunday, I believe it was, and I've already talked to Sister Sue about this, in the Sunday school class, and she said she had a day that she just cried, and she didn't know what was wrong. Her children said, what's wrong? Mama said, I don't know. I don't know. She went out and sat by the lake. She said, I didn't know what was the medicine. I'd been taking on account of that little surgeon, and said, I just cry, just cry. While we were sitting in Sunday school class, Something went through my spirit, not medicine. Didn't think nothing else about it until Monday morning, sitting in my office down there reading scriptures. And the Lord said, read Romans 8 and 26 and tell Sue. What was going on in her was the spirit of the Holy Ghost in her with her spirit making intercessory prayer. The Bible says groaning means crying, much crying, cannot be uttered. In other words, you don't know what's going on. When you're praying in the Spirit, the devil don't know what you're saying. 
Now, when we was praying up here today, the devil knows what we were saying. But if you're praying in the spirit, as she was crying, she said, I couldn't control it. She was making intercessory prayer, and she may not never know, and then the Lord may reveal it to her what it was all about. But somebody, somewhere, felt the presence of God because the intercessory prayer was coming out of her. When we pray in the Spirit, and fathers pray in the Spirit for the children that God has given us responsibility for. That is one of the greatest responsibilities God has given us as a father is our children, to be a father to them. And God is our Heavenly Father. I don't know, a couple of Wednesday nights ago, and I think it was Kelly Hill. If I'm wrong, Kelly, you can correct me. Miles uh, Hogue and I believe uh, Easton came up to him and said, where can we find the tithe offering? We got to pay our tithe. I don't know where they got any money from, but anyhow, <laughs> And Kelly went and got him a tithe off, and I think Miles helped Easton fill his out. And, and I heard somebody say, there's two boys is being taught right. Somebody has to do the teaching. And the father has the responsibility to do the teaching. If that is their responsibility, is to do the teaching. So I thank God for those two young boys. That, I mean, they're not very old. Brian Powell is doing the putting the church back together on the east end, they just about threw. He was the one that, with the contract on the sheetrock here and all the driving in this church. And, and when the Life Center was being built, one of the contractors mentioned something about, did I know Brian Powell? And I told him, yeah, I sure do. He said, I don't know what his dad done to them boys, but he said he has put something in them. He has really put something in those boys. Another day down there, he said, was he getting ready to go leave? He come by. He said, I owe everything I am to my father and what he's put in me. And then he told me outside of the church where he goes, said, I emptied my truck completely out and let the church have it to carry their luggage to the youth camp. I couldn't go, but I hired a driver to go. You're talking about spiritual father. Church, we, men, we are more fathers than just our household. Our reigns go beyond our household and what we can do. Abraham's reigns went beyond than his normal household as a spiritual father. And they told me about a case, I don't remember where it was, their group, the van caught on fire. One of the vans caught on fire and on the trip and burned to the ground. Said it just burned up just like that. Nobody was hurt. I believe he said less than an hour. Men around that came to that fire had another van on the site and gave it to them and sent them on the way. And Brian said, you know, there's still a lot of good people in this world. I mean, no, there's still a lot of wonderful, dynamic people in this world. Don't focus on the problem. Focus on the solution. When those people probably didn't even know any of those kids saw that van burn to the ground and knew they was on the way to the camp, they got together immediately and got another van and got them on the way. So, spiritual father is the one who 
is to have a moral character in the house, and then he's to teach the family, his children, how to be moral people. One of the generation to another we give ourselves. One who transformed the character of another and in his own image. Our job is to help transform people's character in the image of Christ. Spiritual character, spiritual image. Paul won Timothy. He called Timothy, my beloved son in the Lord. Paul was single. Never had been married. But he begot children through the gospel. And he called them his sons. That is the responsibility of the fathers, not only to get natural sons, but to get spiritual children into the house of God. And the Bible said, he that winneth, he that winneth souls is wise. The person that wins a soul is wise. It's said about Billy Graham and some of his friends was playing one day or one night. This man come by in an, an old truck and invite him to a camp meeting would none of them go. And this guy told him, said, I'll let you drive my truck if you'll go with me. To. And uh, Billy Graham was the only one who said, you mean you let me drive your truck? And he said, yes, if you'll just go with me. He that winneth souls is wise. Billy Graham drove that truck to the camp meeting and sat in the camp meeting and come out of that camp meeting a different man. And look what he accomplished. Because one person was a soul winner. You'll read the story about James Robinson what kind of boy was he growing up I won't go into how he was born but but one man took an interest in him one day he told him they was in school in class this teacher told him said I ought to raise that window and throw you out that window you I can't do nothing with you but I see something in you that God has for you and how God transformed his life because there was a spiritual father. The list is endless. If you read, the list is endless. How many of you have heard of Art Linkletter? Born in Canada. Nobody wanted him, but one man says, I'll take him. The list is long where there's been spiritual fathers that reached out and took people that nobody else wants. So God bless you for being here today. Make this as a day that we'll be spiritual fathers. And one way to do it is ask God to help us. Ask God to lead us to people. Ask God to open doors for people. Nothing surpasses a spiritual father's love for his family and for his community and for the world. God bless you for being here today. Have the greatest day you ever had in your life. Our Heavenly Father, we're so thankful that you're our Father. We're thankful that you're mindful of us and everything that happens in our lives. We thank you there to help us and pick us up and carry us along when we can't carry ourselves. We give you praise for the Holy Ghost to fall on all fathers. Make us what you would want us to be in this kingdom while we're here on this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.